You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. You're listening to The Overflow with MC Brooks on GGR Pirate Radio. Swing a fly ball, center field deep. Bellinger going back to the warning track, to the wall. It's a grand slam. Howie Kendrick with a grand slam here in the 10th inning of game five. The Nationals seven, the Dodgers three. Do you believe it? Pull the lever, Frank. Run lever. Yeah, yeah. I'm in my element, like going sign. Thinking it's no that I'm the coldest wine. Get hip to me, cause I'm Mr. Freeze. This victory with a frozen gun. Welcome, welcome, welcome back, everyone, to a brand new episode of The Overflow with MC Brooks here on the GGR Podcast Network. I am obviously your host, MC Brooks, and uh, got an interesting uh, thing I want to talk about in the podcast today. Uh, before we get into that, though, make sure you go to GreekGeekRefuge.com. You can find earlier episodes of this podcast as well as episodes of our other podcasts, such as At the Diner and FedCon. Also, make sure you're following Great Geek Refuge on all of our social media. Uh, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, and we're on Facebook, where we have a very active Facebook community. And if you'd like to support us, we're also on Patreon, where we actually just redid the tiers not too long ago. Got some really cool perks on there for only a couple bucks a month. So uh, if you're interested, definitely go check us out there. That being said, let's go ahead and get into the episode. So, I've been watching anime for 20 years. Consistently, I should say. Uh, 2002 was around when I really, really got into it. Like, understanding that what I was watching was called anime. And I've watched a lot of shows in my years. Uh, The first anime I ever watched, I watched in the third grade. It was called Ronin Warriors. Um, used to rush home after school to watch it in the fifth grade. I got really into Pokemon and Digimon and Monster Rancher. That was kind of like my big three of sorts. Um, but I didn't really, like, I didn't really know what it was. And then 2002 came and I really, really, really got into anime then. Uh, so Toonami, Adult Swim, like all of that, you name it. I, I watched it. Sailor Moon, Big O, uh, Cowboy Bebop, Rurouni Kenshin, uh, Tenshi Muyo, like you name it, I watched it. And while my interest in anime has not always been the most consistent, I've always appreciated the the platform, right? Um, I did fall off over the years, but you know, there were still different shows that I kind of watched, right? And since the pandemic, I really kind of reinvested my energy into watching anime. And I wanted to say since... The since 2020, I've probably watched around 50 different series and movies of all various lengths. Uh, some of them, some shows were short as 12 episodes. Uh, some of the ones that I've watched were over 100, over 150. Uh, Fairy Tale was 327, I believe, 328, something like that. Um, yeah, watched watched a ton of it. It's been like probably the the main thing that I've watched. But even with that. There was always the one looming overhead that I was like, oh yeah, I'll never watch that. And even without saying the name, I'm sure you already know what exactly I'm talking about. Probably because it's it's also the title of this episode. But there was one episode there was one series in particular that I always told myself I was never going to watch this. I was never going to dedicate the time and energy into it. 
because I like concise storytelling. I like stories that have a start, that have a, a good middle, and, ha- and, and have a definitive ending. And that there's no reason for a show to have or to, to be on for 20 plus years and still have not reached the conclusion of said story, right? I told myself I would never watch this. Uh, I would much rather just watch shorter series and even some of the longer ones that are, you know, 150, 200 episodes, like those are fine. But th- this one right here, that's kind of like a thousand. Nah, I'm, I'm, I'm never going to do that. It's also a big reason why I said, I, I said that I couldn't get back into Pokemon because Pokemon also has uh, an episode count that is of similar length to the show that I'm talking about. And then I went to something in uh, November of last year. And that thing was Anime NYC. And little did I know, because I did not pay any attention to this franchise or its fandom, little did I know that at this event they would be showcasing the 1,000th episode of this show. Right? I did not know that until... Saturday afternoon, evening, I'll say evening, when, you know, I'm kind of making my way around the Javits Center, just kind of uh, going to all the different panels, looking for any cosplayers I think might look good. And as I'm walking, I realize that there is a rather large line, a rather, rather large line that was wrapped around itself probably about six or seven times. And then in addition to that, almost spanned the length of one of the buildings. It was super long and super crazy. And I noticed that it was the fandom of this show in particular. All standing in line, people in cosplay, wearing shirts, wearing merch, wearing backpacks, um, all different types, wearing jewelry, wearing all different types of things in honor of this show i had never seen anything like that in my 34 now 34 years of life i I can't say as someone who has been to uh you know so many sports games so many different conventions um been to many different cities been you know to different parts of the u.s um I've, I've never witnessed anything like that before. At least not like, like I've seen the lines for San Diego Comic-Con, but it's e- even that kind of it, like it, this wasn't as big as that. But, you know, San Diego Comic-Con is also like many different fandoms. This was one fandom in particular. And I don't think that I've ever seen anything like that. And... It's at that moment that I'm like, you know what? You know what? I need to see this for myself. I need to see this for myself. Because there's no way that this show is that good. It's been on for 20 years. It's been on for it's been it's been on for almost 25 years actually now that I think about it. Or it's been out for at least 25 years. There's no way the show is that good. It cannot possibly be that good. It doesn't have an ending. They haven't accomplished the goal. How on earth can this show possibly be?
be that good. And here I am, 400 episodes later, here to tell you that One Piece is in fact that good. I never thought I would be making this podcast. I never thought that I would have to take back all of the slander that I have given this franchise over the years as someone who had not seen it before knew nothing of it other than the names of a handful of characters, but knew literally nothing about this. And Anime NYC completely changed my life because that was the spark. And then I started watching the show. And I didn't think that the show could be that good. And it it, it is. I have probably binged about 250 episodes in the last month give or take right it's it's that good i it, it's been a while since i've had a show where i'm like all right one more episode then i'm gonna go to bed all right all right no 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 one more episode and then i'm gonna go to bed all right no, no really one more episode and then i'm gonna i'm gonna go to bed and then I start seeing the sun come up and I'm like, all right, I actually, I need to actually go to bed now. Right. It's been a very, very long time since I've done that. But this show has really managed to capture my intrigue, capture my interest in a way that so many other shows have not done, at least not at the magnitude to where, you know, I'm thinking about this when I'm writing songs because I'm like, I wonder if I can make a reference in here, you know? To where I'm like, I wonder what cosplay, what I wonder which which of these characters I'm gonna cosplay. To where I'm like, I'm looking up fan art, and I'm just like, I'm reading so much about the world and the lore, because I'm like, I need to know more. I want to know more. The only way to really know more is to watch, but secondarily, read about it, right? And then in addition to that, there's so many other types of media that are coming out it has a video game that's that's coming out that's being produced by bandai namco which if you know me you know i love bandai namco largely because they produced my two favorite games of last year in scarlet nexus and tales of arise but the tales of series is my favorite rpg franchise and it's produced by them so the fact that they're making a game for one piece is like it's immediately on my radar I am interested. I am ready. My body is ready. So I'm making this podcast in particular because I I do want to talk about some, some things very specific to One Piece also, and perhaps inspire you if you are on the fence about watching it because you are intimidated by that episode length. Um, you know, maybe this will hopefully quell some of that for you. And, uh, you know, inspire you to give it a chance. If nothing else, read about it. Because I think there are some things that happen in One Piece that don't really, that don't always happen in other major shonen series. But in addition to that, you can also see the influence that One Piece has very clearly had over some of the other major shonen series of the last 15 years at the very least. Right. There, there are certain 
uh, arcs and characters, uh, and 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 not just like the like your typical tropes, but I mean like speci- like specific things, right? Uh, that pop up that I'm like, as I'm watching One Piece, I'm like, wow, they did this before this other show I, I really love did, or perhaps I can see how you know the creators of these other shows, you know, assume assuming they watched One Piece took this concept and managed to expand on it further or do it in a way that made sense for the universe that they set up with their own show. And, and also like, it's also kind of cool. Also, if you're interested in animation and also do, do want to say this, I get that one piece's animation is also not for everyone. It is very jarring. When I was watching the first 206 episodes, uh, which kind of spans, I want to say, from like two, uh, 1999 through like 2002, 2003, somewhere in there. It was kind of jarring because, you know, I don't uh, like I, I know that it, like obviously anime existed in the 80s and 90s and the animation style was different. But it was very jarring considering like nothing else I was currently watching or am currently watching is in that aesthetic. But it's also cool because in some ways it's kind of like you're watching like the history of animation unfold. So with like where I am in the show right now, uh, I'm, I'm seeing about a 10 year span between what animation was like in 1999 and where animation was in ni- in 2009, right? And I think that that's kind of dope. Uh, it's really cool to kind of see the ways in which the art and the animation grew the way in which uh, our characters were portrayed, their features, uh, their fighting styles, the way that they they move, like how that changed over the course of the show. I find that to be a very fascinating aspect that while it's not central to the story or the plot, it is something that I think is really cool about this show. And as someone who likes who likes art, likes animation and also really enjoys history as well. So I'll start right at the beginning, right? So uh, One Piece is a manga series uh, written and illustrated by Ichiro Oda. I I hope I'm not butchering the name of the mangaka. Um, And it's been around since July of 1997. Uh, The basic premise of the story, without diving too deep in it, uh, you follow the adventures of Monkey D. Luffy, a boy who... Uh, gained the whose body who gained the ability uh, I'm, I'm wording this wrong whose body became uh, rubber like after ingesting the uh, eating a devil fruit called the gum gum fruit right and he sets out on this adventure to become the king of the pirates and from there he meets a ton of other he assembles a crew of you know, folks from other parts of the world who all have their own motivations who become part of the crew uh, because uh, in some ways they they believe in what Luffy is doing and they want to aid him in his quest to become King of the Pirates while also setting out on their own individual goals as well. So in the most basic of senses, that is the premise of One Piece, right? And if you're familiar with, you know, shonen anime, then this sounds right in line with so many other shonen series, right? Like, boy sets out on adventure because he wants to 
be the most powerful or accomplish something or get a title of some of some sort right and sets out an adventure to be the best of all the others who ever lived right so like that's that's like 99% of shonens that exist now what sets one piece apart and what was the thing that really got me interested in it was uh, there was this meme that was going around uh, about about one piece uh, that I saw on Twitter, I want to say. And on it, there is this uh, collage of anime characters, right? And at the top, it says four real world things you can learn from anime. And so the four characters they have on there are Lu um, um, Deku from My Hero Academia, uh, the kid from Promise Neverland. I'm sorry, I cannot remember the name right now. Um, Luffy from One Piece and he and Hinata from uh, Haikyuu, right? So the lessons that they have under Deku it says always give your 100%. Uh, under the kid from Promise Neverland, it says never lose hope. Under uh, Hinata, volleyball. Um, but then under Luffy, it says, quote, the world's largest military is nothing more than a personal guard for the billionaire class. They will commit genocide in order to enact this brutal hierarchy and use propaganda to justify it in their endless wars. Our only hope is to join together in a working class revolution to reclaim our freedom. And I was like, okay, tell me more. <laughs> um, and so, you know, from there... I found this really cool article, and it has spoilers in it, uh, so I'm not going to like read too, too, too much from it, but there there was this article that came out uh, by CBR. It was published in 2020. says, yes, One Piece is political, right? And so I'm going to read a little bit from it. Quote, developing a battle-based work, regardless of medium, has consistently asked a fundamental question, for what do we fight? Certainly, there have been multiple answers offered through the conflicts of many stories throughout the years, but few, if any, uh, of those answers can escape a political lens. Even works with basic, seemingly apolitical motives like saving the world cannot fully be removed from political ideas because the follow-up question is clear. Saving the world from what? In film, perhaps the most notable recent example lies in the character of Thanos from the Marvel's Avengers series. End quote. So that is very true. Uh, I, I'm someone who is currently working on my own fantasy series, and I'm, fantasy is something that I'm very interested in. But that it is that, like what was mentioned there is exactly it. Whenever you are doing these uh, these these storytelling of like saving the world of good versus evil, you can't escape a political lens because that completely frames what exactly is good, what exactly is evil. You know, what are the rules being broken? What is like what is going on in this world? Excuse me. Why is that happening? And why does the world need saving? And why does the world need saving in this political? Excuse me. In this particular manner from this group, right? Like these are all questions that all have to come up whenever you think a little bit more deeply about these things. There's nothing wrong with having surface level, just like good versus evil stuff. But all the best stories oftentimes have so many layers once you dig beneath the surface, even just a little bit, that you can really see what exactly the author is trying to get across in the story that they're telling and why they chose these characters and uh, this particular environment to, to tell this particular type of story. So I'm going to read a, a little bit more. 
So, the initial arcs of Oda's series have few political underpinnings, instead building the basic story elements of the franchise. In particular, the idea of friendship is key, as the Straw Hat Pirates build their crew and bond with each other, something that has notably led to the significance of the word Nakama among One Piece fans. Equally as important is the theme of, of adventure, as the crew searches for the elusive and titular One Piece, meeting formidable challenges and powerful allies along the way. And of course, One Piece mixes in traditional elements of traditional battles shown in, such as superpowers, conflict between larger powers, and, you know, battle buildups, etc. Yet beneath all of that is a distinct and important facet of One Piece. The protagonists of the series are heavily romanticized pirates who live outside the law. While they distance themselves from the horrendous acts normally attributed to real-life pirates, such as pillaging and cold-blooded murder, their self-identification as pirates automatically pits them against the world government. This in itself has little significance at the beginning other than to measure the worth of the Straw Hats through bounties assigned to them by the world government. But as the series progresses, the latter party's role in the story grows larger and larger. End quote. Now, I can say that that is very certainly true. When you are watching the first couple arcs of One Piece, you know, they're, they're not doing anything in particular that is reinventing the wheel, uh, you know, in terms of shonen. You know, you are getting very basic story elements. Again, you are meeting Luffy. You are meeting all of these other characters. You are given, like, some basic backstory on them. And then you are, you see what inspires them to join the crew and set out on this adventure. Um, and then from there, you kind of, you kind of watch them go from place to place and end up in conflicts and end up having to save people or themselves or like acquire something right again not really reinventing the wheel but it, but because if you're someone who who enjoys shonen then you absolutely will enjoy you know that you like you'll instantly recognize the, the same kind of elements that perhaps got you in the Dragon Ball Z back in the day when you witnessed the first interaction between, like, uh, Goku and Vegeta, for example, or, you know, eventually Goku and Frieza. You know, like, you're, you're not, like, these are things that come up that they're not necessarily reinventing the will. However, and this is a testament to Oda's storytelling, which is, you know, as you progress in the story and as you kind of watch them grow and kind of learn more about what they need to do, what they're trying to do, the you start to see little elements surrounding the world government and the like the structure of the government and how those slowly but steadily start to creep into the story arcs that you kind of get part of right it's very masterful because it's i, I won't say it's necessarily a slow burn but it's it is kind of a slow reveal as far as getting you like getting you invested in not only the characters and make sure like you care about that but also like giving you more perspective into the the, the world that these characters live in like how that world functions and you now i'm someone who watches filler and even the episodes that you would consider filler are still rich with information about characters that exist in this world uh, the different types of pirates that exist, their own motivations for wanting to be pirates or be part of the Marines or be part of any of these any of these other structures or organizations that exist in this universe. You learned a little bit more about what the role like the role of pirates in this universe. 
and what I just read also kind of alludes to that a little bit. Um, and speaking about the fact that these pirates live outside the law, and they are not just they are not pirates in the way that we traditionally think of pirates, as far as you know the lawlessness and you know the selfishness and you know the 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 not caring for for life, the just wanting to go rob you know pillage so on and so forth, and you know just kind of live the way you want to live. There there is. A little bit of that with some of the other uh, characters that you that you come across in One Piece, but it's also clear that the the you know pirates symbolize something much more than just pirates, and that was something that you're able to kind of pick up on very early in this series. Also, you're not exactly sure what just yet because, like I said, you don't really get the the full scope of who the world government are or the structure of the government. And their influence or anything but you can see that like there's a reason behind the existence of pirates and there's a reason behind why pirates are the way they are within this universe why you know so many of them have the reputation that you would expect but why so many of them you know differ in terms of having their own code of ethics and how they go about doing things in terms of what is lawlessness to them and the type, the types of conflicts and missions that they themselves uh, find themselves in, all of that is is super super fascinating to me. And like I say, it's very evident from early in One Piece that this is the, that this is the case. It's just the more you kind of get into the story, you more the more you kind of get these reveals. And this is not a this is not a show that you can kind of lazily kind of you know just kind of have on while you're scrolling your phone because you can miss things if that is the case you know i that happened to me like sometimes i i do that when i watch stuff i find myself scrolling but i'm only do i only did myself a disservice because when things popped up later i was confused and then i googled and it was like oh well the episode you were not paying attention to five episodes ago that's where this concept was introduced or that's where we see this character for the first time so like if you're someone who's also interested in that type of stuff also one piece is also good for for that for that um, excuse me for that as well and I'm gonna read a little bit more from this too again without getting in without getting too 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 much into the the spoiler uh, territory um, but there's a once you get into kind of like the later some of the later arcs, uh, in One Piece, you know, once you've like kind of really established the world and the characters and their motivations and like where you're trying to get to, it's around the Water Seven arc that th that I, that things really start to take shape, right? I won't go into too many specifics of it because, again, I don't want to spoil a lot, but you're introduced to a group in the Water Seven arc, and when you come across them. You learn that their existence is they are they exist to assassinate people who don't cooperate with, or are considered a threat to the world government, which introduces the idea that you know an author an authoritarian regime stifling any and all opposing actions or ideas with force, and that gets solidified when you dig into the backstory of. One of the characters who joins Luffy's crew much later than some of the other characters, and you kind of get more information on their backstory, on what ha on like what happened, what kind of led them down the path that got them 
to this point. And there are, I, I'm, I'm like unsure whether I want to say it or not. Hmm. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. Uh, if you're familiar with history, you know, one of the things that uh, was very symbolic whenever a nation fell and was being conquered or anything is very often, you know, books and, you know, or, you know, bits of information that existed within that that told their story would oftentimes be burned or destroyed. And that was a big theme that pops up in one of the later arcs. Um, and you find out that this was uh, this was an attempt uh, because of the world government. Um, and, you know, it it shows that the it, within one piece that this world government has a uh, and I'm going to read from the CBR article here, quote, the world government has a clear commitment to absolute justice, an ideology that seeks the eradication of all who perform criminal actions, regardless of the cost and in innocent lives. The Marines are trained to follow this ideology and combined with the fact that Marines are deployed around the world. This gives the world government a near global dominion, end quote. And so from that point, you really kind of put everything together. In fact, hold on, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to read this next portion here, quote, Putting all this together paints a frightening picture. The world government is a terrifying power whose influence spans the entire world and uses censorship, brute force, and indoctrination of its military to maintain its legitimacy. In such a world, pirates are the only force that can defeat them, along with other outlier groups. By characterizing the world government as a threatening and heartless authoritarian regime that threatens not just Luffy and his friends, but any and all dissenters in the world, Oda subtly changes One Piece from a boy's dream about finding treasure to a resounding statement about the evils of such regimes, end quote. And when you get to these arcs in One Piece, that is where my, like, that's that's what cemented that this show was absolutely great. I liked it, you know, that like through the first, you know, 200 plus or so episodes, like I liked One Piece. I enjoyed it. I was it was not in danger of being dropped by me. Um, but considering what I'd seen from that meme, I was very interested to kind of get into kind of like the depth of the story to kind of learn more about stuff like that, because, you know, I'm a black man living in an oppressive country. Uh, like I'm, I, I, I can find inspiration and even relatability with characters like that who are living and operating under an authoritarian regime or or under an oppressive, an oppressive regime, I should say, right? And so that was the stuff I was really excited to kind of get to. And now, like, once I got to that in the Water 7 arc in particular, and let me say this too, like, there are elements of this through, like, in the arcs kind of leading up to this also. You know, you kind of see the, the kind of political strife that, that has broken out during the Alabasta arc. Um, where you get introduced to the character of Vivi, who is a, a princess trying to make it home to prevent a civil war from breaking out. Um, you see it uh, with Crocodile, who I believe is one of the seven warlords of the sea, who are literally pirates who are, if I'm, if I'm saying this correctly, who are contracted by the government to, to maintain order, right? So, like... They still get to do their thing, but they do so with the backing and support and oversight of this world government. 
And so I, th I, I found like there are inklings of things, like I say, kind of building up to it. And then once it kicks the door open, it really, really kicks the door open. And you really kind of, it becomes a totally different show altogether. Don't get me wrong. You st it still maintains all of the core elements that, sh that, are, that were introduced in the early part of the show. All of the themes of friendship and adventure. And honestly, if you're someone who is into that aspect of any story that you read or watch, then One Piece would absolutely be great for that because... That's also kind of the, uh, it fits into the appeal of it altogether. Uh, speaking solely for myself here, uh, whenever I watch shows of any kind, doesn't matter what kind of show it is, once I get into it, uh, and, and actually to be honest, it's not even just shows. This applies to movies, this applies to books, this applies to video games, just any form of media. Once I find characters that I'm really interested in, I really want to spend as much time with those characters as I can, right? I don't just want to see them just doing stuff within the story. I want to see them have their moments of levity. I want to, I want to see them, you know, uh, you know, get rocks in their shoe, you know, or get get chased by a weird bunny, or you know, have a weird body switch thing. Like I, I, I like seeing that type of weird stuff. I want to see the characters interact because that also sells me on the story. It sells me on their dynamic and the relationship between the characters too. Because I'm someone who is very interested in that. I love story-driven stuff, but I love character-driven stuff too. And I want to see these characters actually have relationships with each other. I don't just mean romantic. I mean just in general. I want to see them interact with each other. I want to see them be with each other. I want to see them be there for each other, you know, so on and so forth. That is such a big, big, big thing for me. And in One Piece, that's evident from the beginning. And even as it kind of, you know, gets into this much deeper, more complex storytelling and introducing many of these other themes, you can see that those are still very much part of it. And it, it you also see within that as well, like conflict as well, you, you see that these bonds are constantly being tested because as much as they are there for each other, it's not like every other anime where, well, once they're friends, they're just friends. You see them, you see them have moments of tension. You see them have moments of conflict. You see, you see them threaten to go their separate ways because they feel like they, they may actually, you know, have different ideologies that clash as far as how things are supposed to go, which, which feels very like real life, you know, which is not to say that you should always like clash with your friends or have arguments or disagreements with your friends. But it's to say that like stuff like that is very much normal when you're growing, you know, like I've had disagreements and fights with several of, you know, several people that I would consider friends. Um, I've had moments where we weren't on speaking terms and then we ultimately came back around and it worked out better or times where it didn't. That's very real. And you get elements of that in one piece too. Like, so like when I, when I watch the, the friendship, the dynamics between them, they feel like they feel very real and genuine because I'm witnessing them have the same kinds of conflicts that I've had. But like I said, you, you, you get to see them be tested also within the context of these of these stories. And that's the great thing about it.
it's the thing that has really sold me on the story, especially as I'm now kind of in the middle of getting into much deeper, complex storytelling um, involving things like racism, involving things like human trafficking and slavery, um, involve like involve involving uh, caste systems and class, you know, like involving all these different elements of uh, political uh, people being political pawns. Like all of these are things that are part of this show. And I can see like why people are so invested in it because I'm there now too. I am fully, fully, fully in. If you want to read more about One Piece, I would very much encourage all of you to go read, go find the article on CBR. It says it's, it's titled, Yes, One Piece is Political. There are spoilers in there where they name characters and they name specific arcs and kind of really get more into into things, right? But I'm not gonna. I'm not necessarily going to do that here because for me personally, because I, I haven't even read this entire article, I I have only read up to a certain point because I don't want to spoil the rest of the series for me, right? Like I'm not trying to skip. 500 plus episodes just to get to you know where it is currently i i'm very much invested in the journey i'm very much invested in these characters and the story and learning more and analyzing what is being given to me what's being said um over the course of the show through these different characters uh through their individual leanings as far as how things should operate and then also what the author is also using these characters to say about these certain ideas, these certain concepts um, and about, you know, politics and, you know, all of these different systems. One Piece is a much deeper show than I think it's given credit for. And that I really think it is. And if you know, you know, thing, because if you just watch the first couple episodes, you might be like, oh, yeah, this is literally just like every other shonen that exists. However, the more you dig into it, the more you realize, oh, no, that's not the case at all. There is much more here. It, there's, there's, there's so much, so much more here. And I got to say, uh, shout out to Anime NYC and everyone there, because that was the catalyst for, for me going down this rabbit hole. And I am very thankful to have embarked on this journey. One Piece is legitimately one of the greatest things that I've ever watched. And I still have 600 episodes left of, you know, to go. But even through these first 400, through everything that I've witnessed, everything that I've gushed about, everything that I've quoted, I, 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 I can't speak enough about this series. I immediately bought One Piece merchandise after like really getting into it i own the shirt <laughs> i have a cosplay pan uh, planned you know that like one piece is such a great show and my my you know if you're on the fence about watching it um i would say give it a chance at, at worst you'll always have something to watch much like with shows like uh, uh, C uh csi um you know shows that have been on for 20 plus years and constantly have new episodes same here just look at it like that. You'll always have something to watch with One Piece. Doesn't mean like it doesn't need to be a race where you're trying to catch up to where it is now, especially now that the show is, excuse me, now that the manga is approaching its ending. 
And now that you know we're about to go into the final arc of the of the of the series, and things that have been teased or alluded to um, over the course of this journey are finally gonna are finally gonna get their payoff, right? One Piece has legitimately changed my life. It is one of the best things I've ever watched. And again, if you don't want to watch it, I would say go read it. Go go read about this this show. Go read the articles that are being written about this. Read about the the politics and the the different arcs that take place within this world because it is so fascinating. It's such an incredible sandbox with so many different interesting characters that honestly make you conflicted because again, it's not like so many other. Uh, it's not like other. It's not like some show some franchises where it is just the most basic good versus evil these guys good these these people bad you know so on and so forth there's it's so so very layered and i gotta say i get the hype i really do i really 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 get the hype um if you do go check out one piece like absolutely hit me up if you'd like to talk about it because this will not be the last time i you know gush about one piece um, I, I know, again, there's 600 episodes I have left to watch and I'm very excited to continue this journey. And I kind of don't really care how much longer it takes for me to go because I'm here for the journey. I'm here for the adventure. I don't even care that there's not really any romance in this franchise because I love all the characters. I don't really think it's necessary when the, when the story is that good, you don't really need to shoehorn other things. Now that's not to say that putting romance in it would, would make it a bad thing. Because I do have some confidence that Oda probably could write romance better than romance generally happens in sh in shonen anime, which you know most of the time is just you know female character that stands next to main male character is in love with them because proximity. Um, but it's it's like it it's not really necessary, and I think it would be dope if, if it did make if it did make it in there. But even if it doesn't, I don't really care because it's fantastic, right? So. That's pretty much all I got to say. If you want to go watch One Piece, go do it. If you don't, please go read about it. If you like to talk to me about it, absolutely do so. But uh, yeah, all in all, I get the hype. I get the hype. I'm on board. Team Straw Hats. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Well, that's the episode. I'd like to thank all of y'all for listening. Once again, make sure you go to greatgeekrefuge.com where you can find earlier episodes of this podcast, as well as episodes of our other podcasts, such as At The Diner and FedCon. In addition to that, make sure you are following us on all social media. We are Great Geek Refuge on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, where we have a very active Facebook community. And if you'd like to support us, we're also on Patreon as well. Thank you, everyone, and uh, we'll catch you next week. Peace. This has been Pirate Radio Network production, Juice Bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs>